0: This is Saving Grace, living in the light of God's love, a broadcast ministry of Grace Center for Spiritual Development and Grace School of Theology, a seminary to the world. Committed to the truth of scripture and life application through the lens of grace. And now, our program.
1: Hello, I'm Carmen Pate, your host for today's program. It's been said that our ministry is where we've been broken. And our testimony is where we've been healed. Well, as today's program completes the God's Grace for Our Grief series, I couldn't think of a better focus than God's amazing grace that brought today's guest literally out of the ashes to minister to others, now thousands, who have been tried by fire. Our guest is Justina Page, whose life was forever changed in 1999 when fire swept through her home, taking the life of her 22-month-old son Amos, severely injuring his twin brother Benjamin, and leaving Justina with third-degree burns. All over her body, 55% of her body was covered with burns. Having experienced all of the stages of trauma a burn patient can face, while at the same time grieving the loss of her child, her home, and the life that she once knew, Justina's faith helped her to find new hope in the ashes. She is the founder and executive director of the Amos House of Faith a nonprofit organization established to provide post-burn support to children and families affected by burn trauma. Justina serves in various capacities within the burn community, mm-hmm. offering education and training and fire protection uh, for the home and as a support group leader in burn centers across Houston, Texas. She's the author of The Circle of Fire in the Midst of Ashes and Ember of Hope Flickered. And, as if she didn't have anything else to do, Justina is also an actress in her role of Ann Hazel in the faith-based mystery drama TV series, Breaking Strongholds. Welcome, Justina, to Saving Grace.
0: I am super excited to be here, Carmen. Thank you for having me.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. You know, I... I look at you and your husband today, James. Uh, your husband James today, and I, I see all of the incredible good work that God is accomplishing through you both. But you know, reading your book, *The Circle of Fire*, was really a stark reminder for me of the tragedy that your family went through and the difficult journey over the years that brought healing and restoration and even triumph. Uh, for you and your family. If you would, Justina, could you just sort of, to help our listeners to grasp the change, would you contrast, if you will, your life prior to the fire and the drastic changes that took place in that one dreadful night?
0: Yeah, most certainly. First of all, my husband and I met in Rolla, Missouri at an engineering school. We were both electrical engineering majors. Um, He was saved, I was not. Um, We found our way together in that uh, one of the people on campus introduced me to Christ so i got saved i joined his bible study that he's teaching we become best friends and to fast pace it obviously we fell in love uh. he had an internship down here with shell oil mm. uh, he was a shell oil scholar they paid all of his college and gave him a job every summer there in houston so uh, after graduation we moved to houston we had six sons. I mean, life was good. He was the head of the church, uh, the deacon board in our church. Mm. I was a Sunday school teacher and in the youth ministry. Mm. He worked; he had a really great job. I stayed at home with the children. I also homeschooled the children, and I was, you know, very pleased and happy with my life. Had a lot of people who confided in me. That's always been a thing. I, I guess a gift. People mm-hmm. trusted me. They wanted my wisdom. They said I was encouraging. But uh, Carmen, I remember asking God a question. I was like, "Of course, I can encourage people. Look at my life.
1: Mm.
0: <laughs> mm. I mean, I, I. I mean, financially we were stable. Yeah. Relationship-wise, we were stable. Yeah, life was good. And I asked God a question. I asked Him if something happened to me. Mm if would I be able to stand. Wow. And two weeks later to the date of me asking him that. Mm-hmm. We woke up to explosions. Mm-hmm. TVs popping. Complete darkness, not this Hollywood stuff you see in movies. Sure. You can't see. You can't see your hand in front of your face. Mm-hmm. Extreme heat. Um, whole house on fire. And uh it was horrific, you know. Mm-hmm. We had taught our children uh, fire safety. Mm-hmm. We had taught, taught them that, you know, being a homeschool mom, that was like a field trip. Something of course. cute to do. But it turned out saving lives. Mm-hmm. So um, just to fast pace, it, uh, the end of that matter was I myself uh, wound up in an ambulance with uh one of the boys who i didn't know who was in there i learned later they had put us in the ambulance two by two okay and i i'm in the ambulance and i'm in horrific pain i mean i'm completely delirious i'm still screaming for my children because i never got the count i wanted at the edge of the street where the uh, neighbor was holding my head up with her head because she couldn't touch my body. You wow. know, skin was yes. just falling off. I mean, this wow. was bad, bad business. Mm. Um, uh, even at the scene, my husband, he, he tried to get everyone out and he did. He got me out first. I jumped back in because I'm a mother, right? right? And I know right. the rules cause I taught my children once out, stay out, but a mother part yeah then listen to that when she has twin sons that's who are right. 22 months mm. who cannot follow a fire safety rule Mm-mm. so it boy, that mother thing is pretty strong thing yes it i is. jumped back in the fire i did and i got trapped by a bookshelf but that's how i was burned severely wow. but uh, my husband wasn't able before he was able to get the last twin the house caved in mm-hmm. so in the ambulance i'm hearing this sound it's like a a wild animal like a ah, and it hits me as one of my children oh my. and that's when I go out mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I don't wake up for uh, almost another two
1: months wow wow it's it's just an incredible tragic event that your entire family went through and uh, uh, yeah. and an amazing God that has brought you this far uh, since then I'm just it all glory to him. Well, you know, yes. Justina, you, you say that the fire altered the way that you perceive life because you had always thought that bad things don't happen to good people and that God would protect you because you were his child. So what did God teach you through this fire about that that thought that you had?
0: <laughs> the opposite of what I originally thought. <laughs> 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 Truth be told, yes. it's amazing how we can feel like we're good people mm. because we're Christians. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, we're Christians that serve a good God. Mm. And here's the thing: bad things happen to bad people. Yes, Yes. I mean, bad things happen to good people. Yes, and good things happen to bad people. That's right. What it is? It's it's just this thing called life. that happens Mm hmm and tragedy itself doesn't set you in this special group called bad Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean you didn't have faith it doesn't mean that you didn't love the lord
1: right
0: you know we live in a a place called life it's a fallen world yes it's what we live in so things happen in our world and what i've learned is what the challenge is 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 how we choose to deal with what happens to
1: us oh yes 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 and and you have so many good lessons throughout your book I think for anyone who has not only been a burn victim but who have lost other things in their lives uh, and need encouragement. So I thank you for that. Well, you know, you were, and as you mentioned, in a, you were in a medically induced coma for almost two months following the fire. And during that time, your husband and sons were going through their own grief and adjustments. So what were some of the ramifications uh, that maybe people don't think about for, your husband, who is now the caretaker, uh, the boys who who were traumatized, and of course you had lost one, but his brother was was in the hospital with you. But what what are some ramifications that that James had to deal with?
0: Well, I tell you what, it was a lot for all of them. I'll start with the uh, boys first. Yes. Um, I was what you would call a helicopter mom.
1: Hmm,
0: yeah. My children had never, ever been separated from me. Hmm. Um, when it was time for them to get together with their friends, their friends came to them. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: The sleepovers was at my house. They had never even spent a night with anyone else. Hmm. Isn't that amazing? That it's amazing. Is how amazing. You be. Yeah. So... so Some of the things they dealt with, I'll be specific with two sons in general. Well, I can say something about the first three. My fourth son was autistic. Yeah. But, uh, well, I really can say something about all of them. The first one, my oldest son, Amos, I had a game that I played, which turned out to be tragic. But just to help them help me with the babies, I said, told Jonathan that his baby was Amos. Hmm. And I told Joseph, my second born, his baby was Benjamin. Mm -hmm. Well, Jonathan could not save his baby. And he took that as his responsibility. As a matter of fact, they said it took six adults to hold him down, Mm -hmm.
1: to stop him for trying to save his baby during the fire. Oh,
0: wow. So what happened with him, he was looking at, well, all we did was go to church and serve God and love God. Why did God take my baby? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He became very angry. Mm-hmm. And because I didn't understand the depth of his disturbance with God, he went off the ringer for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, we really went through something with
1: Jonathan. Wow.
0: I mean, I'm glad to report John. Something is back with the Lord, doing very well right now. But it was scary for mm-hmm. a long time mm-hmm. because of that anger. So, it what I'm trying to say is it changed his perspective and how he saw God,
1: of not course. for good.
0: Oh wow! Then wow. I had a, a second son. We were about what five years out from the fire. Mm-hmm. We're sitting around popcorn movie night with all the boys, mm. and he turns to me and says, "He's a coward." Mm. And you know me, I'm a mama bear. I'm like, who told you that? I want to straighten them out, blah, blah, blah. And he said, remember the fire.
1: Oh, wow.
0: He had survivor guilt. Yeah, Because he yes. didn't try, like his brother, to run in and grab his baby. Mm. And then it was the third son who had more visible scorn, even though he didn't have the severe mourns, burns, he had severe scorn. So he had to deal with the teasing. And them the, uh, school kids teasing me when I wasn't around. Wow. So it was a lot going on there, you know? But yeah. the good thing about them, they had their father, mm. which was huge. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and he didn't just show up in this tragedy, he had been there. My husband called every child when he was born. And I can honestly say he has carried those boys ever since. Wow. So that helped balance out what we had.
1: Yes, yes. And then yes. I
0: had best friends who took care of them during my time And mm-hmm. So I was in a very blessed position, uh, Carmen. Oh. Now, as far as my husband, oh my God, he was stretched so thin. He did not miss a day visiting me and Ben mm-hmm. that entire time mm-hmm. while taking care of the boys and while working.
1: Yes, because yes. we
0: had medical insurance that came from his job. Mm-hmm. He had to keep that going,
1: mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. he
0: was stretched. But he also dealt with some very strong survivor guilt mm. because he couldn't get the last child out. Oh, bless! Him. But God blessed him and ministered to him yes. and stabilized him mm. in that area as time went on. Oh. And then, as far as community, Houston has to be the most philanthropic place ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, the blessings poured in. people really did pour out to us. And I'm talking about people we didn't know yeah and, as far as me on the unit, I was nicknamed Celebrity. <laughs> I had so many uh, people flying in and uh, church friends and it it made all the difference in the world
1: well, of course, it does. You really realize then the importance of community in a situation like that, and for them to care for your family while of course you were in a, an induced coma, you didn't even know all that was going on until till you no. came too so wow wow that's that's amazing. Well, you know, you, you mentioned being a take-charge uh, mom, you know, and when, when our kids need something, <laughs> we're there, aren't we? Uh, we, we definitely are yes, the mom of theirs. But you did find yourself, you were in a situation physically, emotionally, where you had to give control to other people to care for you and your family. And God yes. taught you the importance of yielding control, didn't he? He did. He really did we lose you? Uh oh!
0: It gives you a chance to rec- recuperate. It, it's already taxing. What I went through was enough by itself without me adding on extra things that, for one, I couldn't even do. Mm-hmm. But when you when you stop you are able to gain strength, and then you can eventually take control again. And I think that's um, something that if we will put that in our minds, this is just temporary. This is for a minute. Yeah. We can um, yield better. But I will add that quitting is quite different. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because basically when you quit, you're abandoning hope.
1: Oh, and yes. that's a
0: whole nother area. And when you don't have any hope, you're in dangerous
1: territory. Oh, no doubt about it. So we need to be willing to let people help us, even when we've been used yes. to being in control. Uh, God is saying, "You've got to heal. You've got to. You've got to get well." So let folks help. And you know, and I'm sure you realize it was a blessing for them to help, right? So for them yes. to help, yeah.
0: Yes, yeah. Carmen, that's a, a great lesson I had to learn mm-hmm. because that gave them time to operate as Christ would have them
1: operate, you know? Uh-huh. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. Well, you talk in your book about seeing Ben, uh, Amos's 22-month-old twin. For the first time after the fire, you had been separated for 42 days. Uh, yes. But it was when you saw him that you first realized he was a patient, too, going through the same oh pain, suffering, the treatments that were so horrible. Um, and I, I can't imagine, I cannot imagine that heartache for a mother to see that. Uh, but talk about the fear that arose, but the lesson that God taught you about faith over your fear.
0: Okay. Well, Carmen, first of all, I thought I was ready. I really did. Hmm. Again, I told you, I had never been separated from him. Yeah. And I knew he was hurt, you know. Mm-hmm. I did, I knew he was hurt, but I was so anxious to see him, even though they were trying to, uh, in essence, tell me I wasn't ready and to be cautious. Mm-hmm. But my boys were, you know, and still are my world. Of course. And when I saw um, Benjamin Corman, I literally, it. Mm. I mean, mm. I just went out. And the reality of him experiencing what I did, mm. it was just too much for me. It would be. And, oh, when yes. I, and when I came to Corman, I was, I'll put it this way, drenched mm. in fear. Oh, wow. I was drenched in fear because, one, I didn't have any more control over him. Yeah, there. yeah. I couldn't sit over there where he was and i realized that ben required all the same care that i did mm-hmm. and that care was brutal it was painful mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all these things you know were they being gentle with him yeah. uh and benjamin was also trapped so he couldn't speak up for himself mm. how was they managing his pain and i was just i mean sweating fear yeah. because i didn't know God. and then i got the revelation that i'll never forget how fear is just faith in reverse Mm. it's all fear involves faith because it could be this or it could be that it's just what i choose to believe yeah so fear is believing the worst Mm. and just waiting on the manifestation of that Mm -hmm. but faith is believing in god and Mm. waiting on the manifestation of his power
1: Oh, I love that! Yes, yes. Oh, that's a good lesson for for all of us. Uh, why? Yes. Yeah, uh, it's easy to to be fearful and it let it just overwhelm you. But if we could just instead realize that we have a choice and we can choose faith, uh, God will will honor our faith in Him and bring us through it. There's no doubt about it. Yes, um, He will. You really put loss in perspective when you you mentioned uh, considering the things that for which you were grateful. And there you are laying in the hospital bed, and you've lost everything uh, materially. You've lost a son, which is the the greatest heartache that you had. And then knowing that Benjamin was suffering, you were still suffering from all your burns, etc. Uh, but you still were able... To think of the things you were grateful for uh you say with every loss there is opportunity to gain explain what you meant by that J- justina
0: sure here's the thing carmen our space of loss gives god opportunity to pour it in mm-hmm. where where we see loss is god's gain and it reminds me of 2 Corinthians 12, mm. verses nine and 10. Mm-hmm. And he said unto me, and I love when Paul said this, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Yes. Most gladly therefore will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities and in mm-hmm. reproaches and necessities and persecutions, and distresses for Mm. Christ's sake. And all this to get to this part. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Mm. Where we lack, God stands in. Mm. I lost a lot, but what I gained, personally, Mm. was so much more valuable. A deeper faith, so much more wisdom, mm. compassion, contentment, Mm. Those
1: things are invaluable. Oh, yes. Those are eternal things, and that's what's so beautiful about yeah. those things. Yes, yes. Oh, I love that. I just think so many people uh, can learn from that. And when they consider the things that the the, the uh, surmountable losses that you experienced, uh I think it, it should put their own losses in perspective as well. And just like, you know, Lord, what can I learn? How can I grow in my wisdom and my faith through this experience? Yes. Yeah. Well, you, you yourself uh, mentioned that you had a faith crisis uh there was a point when you felt god left you that he had forsaken you uh how share how you took your dilemma to god and how he helped you to to understand and grasp his love for you and his presence once again
0: well you know it's funny i had the nerve and i say the nerve now (laughs) I had a nerve to be angry with God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah. here's the thing. It's hard to be angry or at odds with the person you need, right?
1: Mm-hmm. That's right. And so
0: the only one who help me was him. So I had to let that go. Yeah. And I had to go to God. And then God blew my mind. Mm. I mean, blew my mind. Because he reminded me of something. Yes. And he reminded me first. He lost the son mm. Mm. unjustly yes. for me. And that was so powerful to me. So I was like, well, God, how did you deal with that loss, the loss of your son? Mm-hmm. And I got another reminder for him. He said he, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. that whosoever mm-hmm. believe on him, shall." not perish but have everlasting life so in other words it was purpose behind it yeah and then he ran me over to romans 8 and 28 and he told me all things work together for good to those who love him oh. you know <laughs> here's here's another bombshell that actually righted my world mm. and he said this he said my son died mm. but he lives yes. he rose again and he lives and he said your son Live mm-hmm. now. If you marinate on that, that's pretty powerful. Because uh-huh. as, as as parents, our whole prayer when them little precious things come into the world mm-hmm. is that they might find an, an eternal home with Jesus.
1: Oh yes, Amos
0: had actually gained that, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm back here with boys that I'm praying get there. God saved Amos, in yes. Sense. Yes. He lent one to me for a season. Then he took him back to itself. Yes. And here's the thing. It was God's choice. Yes, yes. And what I had to do is honor God's choice mm-hmm. and just believe in my heart. It wasn't against me. It no, was for me.
1: It was for you. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. Powerful, powerful lesson. And just a, a beautiful lesson. I love God's grace. In in how yeah. he revealed those things to you in a way that only a father who had lost a son could do, right? Mm. I mean, oh, wow. isn't that
0: amazing? It is. It's amazing I was, cause I'm thinking, amazing. you know, you don't know anything about this. You yes. said you were touched with the feeling of my infirmity, and he's like, "Hold up."
1: Yeah, I
0: I've got I you. <laughs> <to run. laughs>
1: That's right. That's right. Oh wow. Well, Justina, we only have a couple of minutes, but I want, uh, when you realize that you were no longer a burn victim, but you were a survivor, you found a sense of purpose. So in your closing comments, share the purpose that God gave you as a survivor.
0: Well, I tell you what, it's to glorify Him. It's all going to be to point people to Him, to show His strength. Mm-hmm. to show his glory, to show his power, yes, to show his yes. compassion. And it's done in the in many, many ways. You know, um, when I left the hospital, I became an advocate for those who did through similar uh, experiences, yes. supporting them, taking care of them, uh, especially those who can't do them for themselves. And it's amazing how God, uses our personalities Mm -hmm. to accomplish our work you know i'm starting to believe we have certain uh beings and personality based on the callings on our life that's right so now i do it through education uh, being proactive and um being a beacon of hope for Mm -hmm. people you know the unicorn i've been um labeled the hope angel oh. that's what they call me on the burn meal. <laughs> i'm not surprised but at all <laughs> because when people see me yes. and see my life yes they generalize. they generally gain hope mm. so i think anytime we can point people back mm-hmm. to the power of god and who he is and draw people to him yes. that's a powerful purpose
1: Oh, it truly is. And you do it so beautifully. Oh, my goodness. You are going to have many crowns to lay at the feet of Jesus when you get to heaven, sweet friend. And uh, I just uh, uh, am honored and blessed to to be a friend and uh, to learn more and more about you. Well, thank you, Justina Page, for sharing your powerful story and the lessons learned. And thanks to you, our listeners, for joining us in this series, God's Grace for Our Grief. We pray you found these programs to be helpful. We want you to learn more about Justina Page, her books, her ministry and they'll all be in our program notes. We also invite you to check out the many courses offered through our degrees program at Grace School of Theology. And for those who want to just know more about their Savior and love Him more deeply, check out Grace On Demand through our Grace Center for Spiritual Development. Find information on our website at gsot.edu. That's gsot.edu. We're so glad you tuned in. Please tell others about Saving Grace. And remember, the love of Christ can never be earned and can never be lost. You've been listening to Saving Grace. For more information about Grace Center for Spiritual Development or this program, visit our
0: website at gsot.edu center. Or download the Grace app through your smartphone. Views
1: expressed on this program may not always be the views of Grace School of Theology or its leadership.